0: Just to give us a little balance, I'd like to read Romans. Of God. The powers that be are enemies of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not the terror to good works, but do the people. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise. Saint. For he is the minister of God to be good, but if thou be that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that is evil. Wherefore, you must be to be not only to wrath, but also for to conscience to For this cause, they be also, for they are God's ministers. And he be one of the very things. Read with, therefore, to all their kindred tributes, to whom tribute is due, custom to custom, fear to fear, honor to whom honor. Oh, no man may say, I love one another, but he that loves another hath still the law. For this, thou shalt love from the adults and children, and my children shall be. The beginning of the commandment it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt so, love like, thy neighbor as thyself. Like, love works no ill to his neighbor, therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And that knowing time is that now is the night time to wake out of sleep, for now so, and grief. The night is far dead, the day is again, let us therefore cast off the words of God Let us walk hard in life, and let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in a way, not in a kingdom, one of his mightiest right angels, but put him on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for his flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I wanted to read that passage because God has given us a paper time this morning. The only time I would see that this is uh, the scripture we do not fulfill so literally is when they would finally have the word of God done. I are going back to the reading of the book of Psalms God, chapter 45, this morning. Psalms of My heart is in heaven and is in heaven. I take the things that I have made the end of the day, and my tongues of hands have already written. Thou are fairer than the children of men, for it is important to my lips. By Third thy sword on thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty. And in thy majesty, right prosperity, because of truth and meekness and righteousness, and thy right hand shall cease to be terrible. Thy arrows are sharp in the heart of the human for by the people fall under Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right hand. Thou lovest righteousness and keepest wisdom. Therefore, God, thy God hath anointed thee with oil and gladness above thy house. All thy garments smell of earth and alcohol and cashmere, out of the highway houses whereby they have made thee glad. King's daughter are among thy honorable women, on thy right hand stand the king of old and old. Mark my daughter and consider and incline thy youth. Forgive also my own people and thy father's hand. And so shall we gain greater desire thy beauty, and he is thy Lord, worthless child, and the daughter of Hiram shall be there with you, even the rich among the people shall increase thy favor. And the daughter is all born with him, her clothing is a cross gold. She shall be brought unto the king and raiment of needles. The virgins, her companions, that follow her, shall be brought unto thee. With the dead Joices, so be brought in to Instead of thy so children, thou mayest all the years. I will make thy name to be remembered in all the generations. Therefore, those so people praise thee forever and ever. brother's the on yeah. Ophthalmologist, eye specialist this week, and uh, it looks like she has severely compromised corneas, and particularly in one eye, and uh, very frustrating to her. And we're working with. Her. You know, I've seen the kind of support from people, the parents, and support the I cannot talk one of the things that are
1: happening, all the time. Military, everything that's going on. The Morning. We have a Bible to do. Turning to First Peter, First Peter chapter three is what we'll pick up this morning. We've been working through First Peter here for some time with some
0: history there and some
1: other subjects, I guess. But we're going to pick up here in chapter three this morning. We're going to do a little since we, we have uh, been here and I just briefly. And uh, in on some of the, the points and some of the things that we've already talked on. And, and Peter was writing here to a group of people who were either in persecution or were about to face persecution at this time. And there's a lot in this book about suffering. About just. being uh, reviled and, and he just uses a lot of words that we've got to have a negative here. But but there's also a lot of encouragement. He starts off here the first thing he calls these these folks he's writing to, which I also believe is us today, calls them strangers. And then he, he calls them a left. And he, he goes into the resurrection there, the one hope that we have and how we're kept by the power of God. Salvation, and he talks on the trials of our faith. And how our faith will be tried. And the purpose of that is that it might be for the praise and the honor and the glory of Jesus Christ. It goes, goes on down there in chapter 1, verse 13. spoke our minds preparing our minds for battle each day, each week, and to be holy. Be holy. I didn't really make a list of a we talked to a specifically who to cover all of these verses and then he gets into getting born again unprofitable a scene with a intro the word of God who a life forever that truly is the only thing that will last and in verse chapter 2 laying aside sin he calls us to grow up Spiritually, They tell us how we can grow up spiritually as newborn man's desire and sincere hope for the Lord that you may grow thereby. talks about Jesus, the living stone, who was disallowed by men, but chosen by God, and how ye also will experience that rejection of men. And ye are built up as lively stones, a spiritual house, offering spiritual sacrifice. And we're, going to, we're actually gonna to have to back up here. We're gonna stop there with a recap because we're gonna pick back up there in verse 9 of chapter 2 here in a moment. Chapter 2 starts with this word likewise. That's similar to how chapter 2 started. That started with wherefore. When he uses words like this, you've got to understand what he already said. a full confirmation the grass, so at least get ready to tell you. So we can't just start off here with chapter 3 and get what he's saying. He says, likewise, you wise be in subjection. Well, he's not just barging into the subject. This is a continuation of a thought, continuation of a teaching that he's been talking about for, for some time here, you'll see. And so I want us to get that, so we're going to have to back out. Likewise means in the same way that I told you, in the same way that I taught you to do this, so do this. In light manner. Okay, now let's go back to verse 9. And I just want to start here, even though this, this isn't um, specific to the subject of you wise being subjection. But this is really where the heart has to start with this whole journey of living out this chapter. Because here he is telling us who we are. And this is, you know, if you're going to live out what like he calls us to live out in the rest of these verses, you've got to believe this about yourself that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Those aren't words that you really think of for yourself, probably. A royal and priest? Not, not so much. And we really are going to spend time with that story, but if you read through scriptures, uh, through Hebrews, you can understand how that. Does apply to you today. And he calls us that. i going to a holy nation, a peculiar people, different, special. And it's for this reason that you would show forth the praise that's been out of darkness and into his marvelous light. This is who you are, and you've got to identify it this way. We have able to praise. Jesus, for what he has done, we were not a people, verse 12, 10 says, in times past, but now we are the people of God. Then he calls us the strangers and coverings, there, verse 11 and verse 12. This is a verse that, that we must understand, and he's actually going to say very similar words a couple other times on them. Having a conversation honestly with the Gentiles, uh, whereas they speak against you,
0: as doers, they may, by your
1: good works, they shall behold, glorify God in the name of His It's talking about having a way of life that is honest, that is without rebuke, so that even though people might want to make fun of you and say it's fairy tales and your Christianity is not true, when they see your way of life, they have those choices. This is and it says here, that's the only hope that you have by your good worship. Say, Behold, the for them never possibly glorify God. It says they will glorify God in the day of visitation. But now we get to where he began, you might say, to talk about this subject where this this word likewise In verse 13, and Phil opened up with Romans 13, which is very good what he Submit yourselves, therefore, to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be the king and supreme or governor or he's calling all of us here to be subject to our rulers. Yes. Yeah. And, and as far as you are not obeying, disobeying, or violating the word of God, still like says, we're called to be subject to our rulers. Right? That's what we're called to as Christians. For so is the will of God, verse fifteen, a similar verse twelve. That with well doing you may put the silence and ignorance of foolish men. They can't speak against you. How can you speak against someone who's doing right? And then down in verse eighteen. He talks to you servants, be subject you to your masters. This is another area where he's calling us to subjection. He's saying. To, and he says here, not just to the good ones, but also to the throwers. And so whatever wherever you find yourself, where you are under someone, maybe it's your boss or maybe it's some other capacity where you are serving something, you are answering to someone. And he's saying here that we need to be subject to them. You know, we as employees, we can we can get all kinds of ideas that we've got a better way or a better idea, but But he's telling us to be subject to our masters, and I think that means to to do what they ask us to do, even when it feels wrong and and then he talks about even in the throw and now he just says, Oh man, you know, you may have a job where you work for someone who's who's not pleasant in the morning, who doesn't treat you right, who doesn't pay you right, who maybe is dishonest in some way, and he says, even here, who he's subject to that. that." And he gives us examples for for me. If you, for conscience towards God, you do agree to suffer all wrongfully. Here's why in verse 21, he gives the example For here too we be called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. Who did no sin, even with guile, out in his mouth? He didn't talk back. When he was reviled in our mouth, now he suffered, he threatened, and I was committed to him, and done this righteously. And that's when we We got to leave it with God when we're treated wrong. And so now, we're down here to verse to chapter 3. Likewise, you wives, in the same way that I, I ask you all, I encourage you I invite you all to be subject to your rulers, to, to your bosses, employers. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. 1 Corinthians to speaks of God's order that he
0: designed. The way he
1: has set up life. The first three, but I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ,
0: and the head of the woman
1: is the man, and the Christ is God.
0: This is God's order, it's
1: the way he set up for life to work and operate. The head of every man is Christ and a woman is a man. And it's not this picture of uh, a woman being just ruled by a man. It's not even the picture of a woman as you walk, you walk towards heaven where God is, and the man walking first, and the woman following behind. Like I see it for the it's a picture of walking side by side. And there's a sense of protection, and there's a sense of leadership as the man perhaps in the storm, a wife takes his coat off and puts it over his wife and pulls the umbrella over his wife and bleeds. Because we'll, we'll, we'll get to that more. I here. I'll leave that for now. But he says, Get subjected to your own husbands that in any way not to here of uh, situation where the husband's an unbeliever. I believe that's probably what he's speaking to. I'm going to take the liberty to, to, to broaden that out a little bit this morning. I'm going to suggest that maybe there's, there could be a situation where in this moment the husband's not what they It doesn't mean that he's not a Christian. But maybe he's not leading as he's called to Maybe he's involved in some situation that's just not right. Um, and in this situation, I think that you can apply these, these verses and how you treat your husband during his time. And I think that even for you who aren't married, that this, these verses can apply maybe the uh, Because the whole goal here is to point someone to Christ, to win them to the Word. It says, and so oh,
0: I keep getting it myself.
1: But it says they also may, without the Word, be won by the conversation of the wise. King New King James says, without a word one by the conversation of wives, and I kind of like that because I don't believe this conversation has anything to do with speaking. It's not the wife telling her husband, "If you just do this, or you should have done that, or you need to do this." That's not what's going to win him. It's not her conversation, so to speak. But it's her. I was talking in chapter one and two where he uses this word "conversation." It's your way of life. It's your lifestyle. It's your whole attitude. Position. In the unbelievers, that they may see your good works and glorify God. So, what does this look like? How do we do this? He goes on here in the next verse, and he tells us what we don't, what it does look like. It's not this. Verse three: Who's adorning? Let it not be the outward adorning of the plaiting of the hair, or the wearing of gold, and the putting on of apparel. He like said, it's, it's not about how you look. You can cut your hair, you can trim your hair, you can dye your hair, you can put your hair up in the harbor. You can wear You can wear gold and you can wear necklaces and earrings and diamonds. It's better than we your husband. You can buy the finest of dresses. One of the neatest of clothes, the most expensive ones, or the, the nicest ones, or even the not so oh, And try to win your husband. And it's not other way to Christ. It's not about what you do on the outside. And that's that an area I think that for you who aren't married, you can, you can take a lesson from this. And it's not about how you look. It shouldn't be about how you look. Hair do, clothes, and jewelry are not going to encourage and point a young man in Christ. So what's that? I might just show the two other verses in uh, here that speak similar words to this. 1 Timothy 2. It says, in a like manner, also, women adorn themselves and monitor their shamefacedness sobriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly or but which become of the women professing all with good really- work. says a similar thing there. It's not about your hair, your gold, your pearls, and your costly clothes. It's about your good work, it's about your conversation, how you present yourself what it's about your heart uh, kindness too, you know these, these, these the women, likewise their behavior has become holiness not false accusers not giving them much point, the teachers of uh, good things. The thing, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, and to love their children, and you know, but that's something that you've got to learn and it's something that can be taught How to love it's not always just something that happens. Sometimes it feels like it just happens. But love is something that we must learn. And I, I believe that the more that we learn about Jesus, the more that we learn about love. And so, you older women, I just encourage you to teach the younger women more about Jesus and more about love. And we younger ones, we must know and we must understand that we don't have it all together. Let's ask questions. Be open to learning. Learn to love your husbands, to love your children, to be discreet, keepers at home, good, obedient to your own husbands. That the word of God, be not blasphemed. You know, to be a Christian and not to be this kind of blaspheming the word of God. I was talking with a man this week, and he was sharing with me about meeting this woman, and he said she was she was a Christian. He played and she, he said there was just something about her. It was just like this air or kind of arrogance of kind of we're doing things by my way. And he said, I, I didn't, I'd never been around her before. And he said it was just something that I felt as I conversated with her. And he said later I talked with someone and he said, they shared with me how her family is, is no longer together. Children don't have kind anything of to do with her. And he said, I just it's just so strange how I feel that before even knowing anything about it. And you know, if we as Christians have a have an air about us that we're what are we on? How do people feel when they look up? Do they feel some something that doesn't feel quite right or they blast? You know, these these verses here in Titus encourage us to
0: to love and be
1: discreet and good and obedient and, and so let's go as long as things we know. Verse four about what we in first Peter 3, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. And there was that, that verse that chapter I'm not gonna go there time, probably, but the verse that's still under the chapter under right there, had some good things to say about that king and that's how it's all around. The king's daughter of all unraithful men. Let it be the hidden man of the heart. Romans 2 29 speaks to this. And we know that's what it's about. He it is an he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is not of the heart, in the spirit, and not of the letter. There's praise not of men, but of God. Let it be that in the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible. Corruptible things are things like hair and clothes and jewelry. But let it be more than that. Even in the ornament, what's an ornament? I okay, mean, for me it's kind of something. But it's something that you notice about uh, something, uh, a lot of times they're shiny, a lot of times they catch their eye, catch your eye, uh, so uh, my natural man, uh, someone with, with nice hair and jewelry and, and uh, nice clothes would be kind of an ornamental thing, catch your eye but here's what he said that's even the ornament of meek and quiet spirit that's a natural man. that doesn't sound very I mean I don't know we kind of like the the diamonds and the clothes but you read this meek and quiet spirit it's like how many of you just right away from that it sounds weak or it sounds boring To to our natural man, that's that's the way we would probably respond. And yet, as children of God and believers,
0: with this desire
1: to show around us and point us to Christ, this is what it's about. The hidden man of the heart. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. And isn't that what we want, though? Something that's going to point us to Christ? Which isn't in the sight of God, of great Christ. And I just wondered, you know, I I know how we are, especially in our youth. As um, sometimes we don't feel like we're
0: pretty
1: enough, talented
0: enough,
1: and I just you know, imagine the that right? there would be more prayers. There would be more prayers about me being better by it physically or naturally that it would be about being done and being a spirit. But here Peter's saying that if you want to point someone to Christ, your husband, this is what you need. This is what will allow your conversation to be chased. Verse 5, for after this manner, it's all about this attitude. This man is speaking in verse 4, I believe. In the old time, in the old time, the holy women also be trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, his daughter ye are, as long as ye do well and are not afraid of any man. I'm probably not gonna say much on these two verses. I didn't spend a lot of time on exactly what the rough there is. Maybe there's something by estimation with more of these people. Oh, there's probably something there. But as I clearly ran over Sarah and Abraham, it, it didn't just impact me or hit me in a way that it wasn't a fear. So I don't know for you there. That account and I'll encourage you in this conversation, the conversation of lifestyle. Now we get to verse 7. Likewise, Here we have that word again. So, they start to talk about the husband. It wasn't just about the wife. Uh, and what he's saying here he says likewise to me that's saying in the same way that I just kind of say everything I just said applies to you husbands too and a little more I think that you husbands this world can be reversed there can be an unbelieving wife there can be a, a wife who's not a man the word. Um, and I would suggest that you could get a score response by following these verses of that way the women. Likewise the same way, the husbands, one with them your wives according to knowledge. What does that mean? I'm going to give, give you a very simple explanation of that for any of them according to knowledge. I was maybe two different things, but one would just be very simple. Dwell with them in the way that you know you do, according to knowledge. I, mean, I think there are some situations where people don't want to know that. But I think most of us, we know how we should treat our lives. We know how we should act towards them, how we should respond to them. Sometimes we don't what we know, even when we don't. And he's saying here, dwell with them according to the knowledge. The other way of maybe hearing that verse would be get to know your wife. most of important to know is find out more about your wife. Understand how you should treat your wife. Spend time with her. And get to know what makes her tick. Get to know what makes her feel special. Dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor, which would be special attention or respect. Giving honor to the wife. Do you honor your wife? Does she feel special around you and around others by you? Do you honor your wife or third ass? Do you have a, a name that you feel special, or is it wife or old lady like that. Does your wife feel honored? Does she feel special? Does she feel respected? Giving honor to the life as unto the weaker vessel. Now, once again, we see here, we see this that he calls the weaker vessel. And this is very, in our culture today, it's very um, controversial. We want it to be equal. And with the word of God, there are so many ways we are And yet, God did design, as First Corinthians said, for the man to be the leader. And you know, throughout history, as you look, it, it was the men who built the roads and built the buildings and fought the wars and run the races. And it's just a fact of life, nothing insulting. That women are weaker physically. Doesn't mean that you should feel
0: bad. Life is unfair on so many levels. I'm not here as good as things as many of you.
1: I'm not as good looking at some of you. I'm not <laughs> as talented as some of you. I'm not as smart as some of you. I'm not as as some of you. So let's do it on. And life's not fair, and that's just the back of life. the weaker so I, I would suggest, perhaps, while they're, they're in their emotions and their they're also weak. So, physically, and emotionally, perhaps you could say, "Well, they weaker, not necessarily intellectually or spiritually." I think we would do well to not view our wives as weaker spiritually. I don't believe that the Bible. That out, we need to hear what they have to say. Many times, it is very profound for us as men when we listen to our lives. Mm -hmm. But doing honor to a wife, God's a weaker vessel. It's again, it's a picture, I believe, when you go other places and, and find. Reasons to believe that this is a walk that is side by side and this really a, time, a journey of life. This isn't a woman following man. This is together. This is partners. This is as the next phrase says, as being heirs together of the grace of God. That's what's so awesome about Jesus. When you have named his name, when it comes to the blood of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, whether you're Jinnah or Jew, whether you're from whatever country you're from, or whatever language you speak, or whatever features you have, or whatever talents you have, when it comes to the foot of the cross, the ground is level, and we put ourselves as heirs together. The grace of life, the grace that is needed for this life, and the grace of eternal life day well We are heirs together wherever you find yourself. But this is speaking of a husband and wife being heirs together with the grace of life. And then it says there, he is there with that verse, and I don't care that be not hindered. And so, when you go back there and I think you could go all the way back to the wife. If she's not uh, uh, being in having heaven chased conversation, and the husband's not dwelling according to the knowledge, not giving honor to his wife, you're going to find yourself, this says what you're if You can go into that, or you can become worried for that. And one is, it's not out of pray. Um, right? If you've got that attitude about you, that's clear to No, 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 no. That's where this thought, I mean, I think it probably needs start out like this, but for sure it starts with verse 21 submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. And we've recognize and see that this is a two way street. It's not just the wives, as 1 Peter verse 1 says, and this verse 22 starts out wives, submit yourselves and your own husbands unto the Lord. First he says, submitting yourselves to one to another of the Lord. Then verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be their own husbands in everything. Husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave, gave himself forth. It's about God. it's about each other. And it's never about self. It's what he calls for us to have it be about. (coughs) Lay down ourselves, lay down our lives for our husband, just like Jesus did for the church. For the wife, sorry. Just okay. But he tells us that to, to just dive ourselves as well. All our life should be about is caring more about other people and what they
0: need. And what they feel and what we need and what we feel.
1: I just want to read you. Story here briefly, and it's probably won't come to me forever. My friends can uh, I'm curious to read it. All people are broken over their own sin, more concerned with honoring God and arguing about what they deserve, and try, by the grace of God, to stay focused on the gospel and the goal. I remember sitting across the table (laughs) from my friend Reacha this marriage was a wreck, her husband had betrayed her, and at one point had even packed up his claim and left. It looked like he was finally going to come back and try to reconcile with her and reacha was struggling. She looked me right in the eye and said, I don't love him. My heart doesn't
0: feel anything for him."
1: Then it was her next statement that shocked me. But I do love God. And I will do whatever it takes because I love him. Is that okay? To do this out of my love for God and not for my husband? Honestly, not even when I had a thoughts going in my head. The grace of God that had flooded Reese's heart and silenced me. I was completely moved by her intense desire to honor God in the way what she knew he was asking her to do. Her love for God. Made are willing to do anything regardless of how she felt and regardless of how many people told her she deserved better. And praise God that marriage can put it right around. And I just want to encourage you with that just that there's going to be times in life when you're not going to be. You don't feel like doing what's right but we know what God calls God, no, He's not talking about being the same, have the same hair and wear the same clothes. Talking about being a man, the mind, instead of being one mind, and having having a consistent and honest lifestyle. That's what he's close to. Having compassion on another. And I just think it's so important that we have compassion. Many of you didn't get to hear the Jonathan Scott's talk last weekend and, and one of his points in his message was that you rarely know the whole story. And so often it is in life that we don't know the whole story and we must have compassion on people because we don't know the whole story. Guess what? There's going to be times when your husband or your wife comes home from work and you don't know exactly what happened that day, but the way they respond isn't right. You don't know the whole story in that moment. Have compassion. But guess what? Sometimes you find out the whole story. And it doesn't make it any easier. You still gotta have compassion. It takes a lot of compassion. Love as a brethren, love. Be pitiful, be curious. Just like Jesus back in chapter 2, verse 22 and 23, not rendering evil for evil. When he was revolving, God not against it. Or railing for railing. No God I was in his mouth. But contrary to his blessing. Knowing that ye are there to call, that ye should be hearing This is what you've been told to. This is what we've been told to as children of God as we try to walk this path with our eyes fixed on Jesus, with the goal of having all those around us be pointed to Him, living a life that encourages people. See him more fully. It's going take a lot of compassion, a lot of love, and take night with ourselves. Laying down our own life, our own desires, and our own will. <clears throat> so, we, maybe your marriage is in a good place. Maybe your relationships are in a good place. But, no doubt, there will be times. When you're faced with difficult situations, just remember these verses. Go back to these verses. And even if your marriage is good, continue to pray for a meek and a quiet spirit, which is inside of God and the great Christ. Let's truly be His disciples and allow our conversation, our good works, our whole way of life, our demeanor, our attitudes our responses to be filled
0: with Christ our soul.